Hey guys, this is episode 11 of the Life by Design podcast. Um, There's plenty of ways to listen to any of the episodes you might have missed and to subscribe if you would like to know when um, I post a new episode. If you like what you hear, make sure to share it with everyone else you can or whoever you think could benefit from it and definitely leave me a comment and let me know how I'm doing, what I could improve on and if there's any subject you'd like to hear more about. So today I am coming to you bright and early in the morning from my bedroom closet. School is out for my kids and summer has started, which means it will be a little harder for me to find silence to record in. Here goes, let's hope that my excitement doesn't wake them up. So what is it I'm excited to talk to you about today? Criticism and feedback. I know, not usually an exciting subject, but stick with me for a sec. It's not often that anyone seeks criticism out or feedback if they think it will be negative. And when it's offered, when it's not sought out, it's usually received negatively. So how do you view criticism? Think for a minute about the last time you were criticized. Could have been at work, in a volunteer position, or could have been by a friend or a family member, a parent or a spouse. What was your response to that criticism? And what is the difference between criticism and feedback? Feedback can be positive or negative, right? The world we live in tends to label criticism as only a negative thing, something to avoid. You might even define criticism as negative feedback. But what if we could take any negative power that criticism has and turn it into a positive power in our lives? Imagine how strong we would be. That's a power I'd like to have and one that I think that we all do have. So how do we get that? How do we make that happen? Well. I read the book recently, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It's a great book. I'm still working on my mornings, but they've been improving each week. In the book, Hal talks about a problem we face called feedback avoidance. Here's what he says. Most people don't enjoy negative feedback, so they completely avoid asking for feedback at all. This prevents them from gaining invaluable data about their strengths and weaknesses thus preventing them from capitalizing on their strengths and significantly improving on their weaknesses. He has a solution for this and an idea. His solution is to actively seek and learn from honest feedback of people you know in various capacities. The idea he had that went with that was to send out an email doing that, asking for feedback. So after finishing the book, I decided to send the following email to about 20 people. Dear friends and family, I wrote, thank you so much for reading this email. It isn't an easy one for me to send out, but is extremely important to me, so I appreciate you spending your time reading it and hopefully responding to it. This email is going out to a select group of people. Each of you knows me well in one way or another, and I'm hoping you will give me honest feedback about my strengths and more importantly about my weaknesses or my areas of improvement. I've never done anything like this before, but I feel that for me to grow and to improve as a person, I need to get a more accurate picture of how I'm showing up. In order to become the person I need to be to create the life and to contribute to others at the levels I want, I need your feedback. So all I'm asking is that you take just a few minutes to email me back with what you honestly think are my top two to three areas of improvement. If it will make you feel better to list my top two to three strengths also, I'm sure it will make me feel better, so you're definitely welcome to. That's it. And please, 
Don't sugarcoat it or hold anything back. I will not be offended by anything that you share. In fact, the more brutally honest you are with me, the more leverage it will give me to make positive changes in my life. Again, thank you. And if there's anything I can do to add value to your life, please let me know. Thanks, Haley. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous. But then I was also excited. I was curious. I wanted to see what others said. See how they saw me. How I showed up to them. I tried to think about and pinpoint why I was nervous. What did I think would happen? Would any of the people I reached out to respond with rude or hurtful comments? No. These were people not all close to me and from different areas and times in my life, but they were all people I respected and people I knew. I couldn't see a reason why I was nervous, but I still was. The first responses came in. I opened a file entitled it Areas of Improvement. I started to get responses and I cannot tell you how amazing it was. They came from those I don't see often to people I volunteer with at school, to my parents, to my neighbors. And every response was amazing. Lots of responses caught me by surprise at first, as they mentioned things that I hadn't seen at all. And I loved the idea that I could now strengthen a weakness that I didn't even know was there before. Some were spot on with what I would say about myself. Those were a little harder to read because they were weaknesses I already was aware of. Some had specific ideas of things I could do to improve as a human being. Others had areas of of ways that I could help those around me improve. Every single response was amazing. And I now have a list of 13 things that I can do to strengthen myself and to strengthen the people around me. I've started changing my thinking and I can feel myself growing. And I'm excited to keep working on the list. And I can tell you, just even two weeks after receiving the first responses, I could feel things changing in my life. What was amazing is that none of the responses hurt my feelings. What if all those people had just randomly sent me an email telling me how I could improve? I know my response would not have been the same. So what's the difference? It's the seeking. It's the looking for the feedback, the taking control of the thing that I can control. This concept of asking for feedback has blown my mind. I was definitely walking around trying to avoid feedback so that I wouldn't get the negative feedback before I read the book. Now I feel comfortable asking for it. During this same time, I went to dinner with a friend that I had had a falling out with. We were both uncomfortable at first. We made small talk and then we, and then we, the most amazing thing happened. We had a real, honest, open heart to heart conversation. We told each other how we had felt. We openly talked about the hurt that we had felt. We were both coming from an open place and ready to heal and move forward. It was by far the most healing conversation I've ever had. No one was pointing fingers. There was no yelling, no blaming. I left feeling amazing. I mention this because it seems to go together with this idea to me, the idea of being open and receptive to others, to their thoughts and ideas regarding ourselves. It's vulnerable for sure, but it is freeing and strengthening too. Now, I am certainly not saying that we need to ask everyone what they think of you or that you need to concern yourself with what everyone thinks. Know who you are and remember that the you that you know matters most. 
but it is also important, if you want to improve, to know how you appear to others. For example, I know that I am a caring person, but one of my responses, and I was just about to say one of my favorites, but I loved all of them. One of them was, be more personal. Spend time with those I work with, getting to know them on a personal level. Show them I care. I can only see myself from the inside, and inside here, I know I'm a caring person. But once I read the response, I was blown away in a good way. I didn't realize that in my desire to be to the point and productive, I was showing up as distant and even cold or not caring. Well, that's a simple fix. I have balance and now I can show the me I am on the inside better because I have an idea of how I appear from the outside. Now, what about when feedback or criticism is given without being asked for? What about if, that, if those emails had been sent to me without me reaching out and looking for that feedback? Well, this is where we really have control to either use that power to our advantage or to allow it to negatively affect our lives. If someone gives you feedback on something that you did or didn't ask for, you can react the same regardless. Bosses do this all the time and it's widely accepted. But then parents do this to adult children and it seems to, to me to be not received as well. Is that more often because we think they're wrong or because of our pride? Do we even take the time to compare what was said to us with A, how we think we are, and B, what others have told us in the past? Or do we jump right to defense? We have the ability, and it does get easier with practice, to choose not to be offended, to be open and receptive to what they're saying, even if it is about a weakness we have. This is the way we can improve. Now, we often don't like to see the weaknesses in ourselves, so it hurts when other, when other people point it out. But we all know that they're there, and hiding from them behind resentment and anger will only hurt us and our relationships. So if you're working in a group of people and things aren't working out, why not pause and take a minute to ask, what can I do differently? Not ask as in think to yourself, really ask them out loud, but be prepared for them to tell you something you aren't doing well or that they don't like or a way that they see that you could do something different. Listen and then work to incorporate it into your efforts. They may tell you something that doesn't go in line with who you are. Like I said, someone pointed out that I wasn't from her perspective showing I cared, even though I know I'm a caring person. So my two choices were to say to myself, whatever, I'm a caring person. She doesn't know me. Or to say, I am a caring person and I am not showing up that way. I'd like to change that. We hold the power within us. And when we respond the second way, we help ourselves. We learn and grow from the experience. The best part is, it doesn't matter if the person criticizing you or giving you the feedback is doing it out of love or spite. You get to choose, not them. You get to choose to let it get you down and angry or to let it lift you up and to learn from it. The same idea applies to advice. And I want to touch on that really quickly because it kind of goes in line with feedback. I know a couple about to get married, and so I was talking to the bride-to-be about advice, and specifically unsolicited advice. People love to give advice. It feels good. And I think a lot of times they're giving it 
out of love and hoping that you will learn from their mistakes and therefore avoid the pain of the lesson. Sometimes they give it assuming that their life experiences and possibly their age automatically make them more knowledgeable than you on any given subject. And maybe they are and maybe they aren't. So when I was talking about it with her, I said, people love to give unsolicited advice when you're getting married. And so I'm going to also. Here's my advice about what to do when you receive unsolicited advice. Listen openly to the advice and take it in. Thank the person. Be engaged while they give you the advice. Then on your own, process that advice through your lens of life. Does it fit for you? Does it make sense? Will it be helpful? No two people are alike and no two lives are alike. And so no piece of advice will be right for everyone. But we do have so much that we can learn from others on the path of life. It, like everything else, is a balance. Practical application. How do we put all this into real life? Well, we can begin by balancing between knowing who we are and listening to how we show up to others. We can seek out feedback from those who we trust to be open with their responses and to respond with love. And we can make sure that we take all feedback and all criticism as how that person views us and not as who we are. Then we decide if we are okay showing up that way or if we want to show up differently. And more than anything, we can be open. One of my responses to the email was to be open even when suffering from depression and to seek learning from others. For me, depression shuts me down and this person was able to see that. And I hadn't noticed it in quite that way. But when we are closed off and avoid learning from others, we stifle our own growth and development. So there you have it. That's my unsolicited advice. Hopefully it helps you design the life you want and live the life you design. Do with it what you will, but definitely leave me a comment with some feedback on my podcast. If it's positive or negative, either way, I would love to hear how my podcast is received. And as always, thanks for listening.